Howdy, boys and girls. Welcome back. It is week five of the 2020 college football season, regardless of when your team is starting to play. Um, I did, we'll, we'll get uh, just a, I, I, I'm excited and I'm, I'm a little speechless because I, a thing that I did not think was going to happen has happened and we will have Maction. Maction, Carla is Baction. Yes. And they're starting on a Wednesday, which is like the most Mac thing ever. It's I, I'm I, apparently they're going to play like the first half of the season, all weekday games. Just, just I mean, no. Let's not even give a Saturday a look. Uh, they will finish the season uh, playing Saturday games. It's a six-game season title game on December eighteenth or nineteenth. Um, the only thing that can make this better if it's like it, if it was like every single game is on Tuesday night. But I, I, okay, I'm 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 I am good with having Maxion back. It is going to make this college football season seem complete. Um, in the midst of all the weirdness and there's I, there's a yeah, lot of weirdness. I wore green tonight in solidarity with no actually I was just wearing a green shirt today but I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say that, that I wore I, I I wore green in solidarity of Maxion returning I would have believed that you could have just told me that and I would okay we're gonna edit this just go okay. ahead and tell me your, your word for solidarity so 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 I wore green in solidarity I'm not going to edit this, but that's fine. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, there is weirdness. Uh, uh, both the, this coming weekend, uh, last weekend, there was uh, interesting <laughs> stuff. Um, I, I, I have some thoughts, and I, I brought this up when we were talking about Army of Cincinnati. Um, uh, so I have some thoughts about the, the, what is the best group of five team in the country. But first, but first uh, while we were watching, uh, air raid destroy um, the defending national champion on Saturday, <laughs> Professor Carla. I have to I have to don the regalia. Here yeah, please do, please do. Okay, all right. I'm set. Now we're ready. We're regalia ready. is on. Professor Carla mentioned uh, via text message the possibility of transferring the Carla and Crappy Show Stanford postulate to Mississippi State, and I thought, huh. This is, this is an interesting thing. And, and, and Carla, uh, uh, being, uh, being one of the extra learnedness, um, <laughs> see, and Carla would never say, make up a word like that. I'm, I'm, this, this is the kind of thing that, that uh, uh, someone with a bachelor degree would, would do. Well, you already gave me a promotion. So. I did. I did. Um, on the Carly and Crappy Show, Carla is a professor. Absolutely. Um, and I will, I will fight anybody who suggests otherwise. <laughs> But so I, what we're going to we're going to start with Carla. Uh, Carla is going for background is going to explain what the Stanford postulate has been in the past, and then explain why this might apply to Mike Leach and Mississippi State this season. Go. Okay, so the Stanford postulate. If you've been with us for a while, we came up with this. Gosh. 2015, 2016, uh, something like that. It's yeah, been a while. Three or four years ago, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, the idea of, we, we love our tree. First of all, this is not a bash towards Stanford at all. We actually, we, we really love, we're both kind of closet Stanford fans, I think. Uh, it's, it's, it's the Big Ten team on the West Coast. It is. And we, we both are, are, are pretty big fans of Stanford. Mm -hmm. um, but there was about a three-season stretch where um, Stanford would do the exact opposite of what they probably should do in a game. So if they were predicted to win big, the game would be super close and they would either lose or they would just eke one out. If they were predicted to lose, they would figure out a way to win the darn football game. Mm -hmm. And so we decided to start calling it the Stanford postulate, which means that everything Stanford will do the exact opposite of what we predict them to do. And it held up for like 
three seasons. Really did, yeah. Um, every time we would pick Stanford to lose, they'd win. Every time we'd pick Stanford to win, they'd lose um, or eke one out. And so it, it became a thing and it was a thing on the show for, for quite a while. Um, so that was the Stanford postulate. The other thing that we like to talk about, and this is the other theory that since we're gonna go all academia here. So the other theory that we, we talk about on the show is the transitive property of college football. Right. Right. Yes. So, so this is something that, like, from back from my 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 writing days when I worked for a company that has a big purple Y as their um as their logo. Mm. Um, um, when we were managing message boards. Yeah. Um, this <laughs> idea of transitive. I know. Yeah, that's where where the soul of the internet is. Right. Um, is is on message boards, and and we started coming up with the idea of the transitive property, which is, um if a team beats another team and then that team gets beaten by another team and that team gets beaten by another team, then the team at the top would beat the team at the bottom. And you end up with these ridiculous things, right? Yes. Especially like this season when you have like a team like coastal Carolina that beats Kansas. And then let's say Kansas screws around and beats a good team in the big 12. And so then if this, you know, if X, then Y, so it would be, I think coastal's then, actually already won the big 12 championship. Well, uh, we joked I about that with, um, was it Arkansas State or something? We talked yeah. about Arkansas State possibly yeah. winning the, the Big 12, right? Yeah, so Coastal Carolina could win the Big, tw- Big 12 based on Coastal Carolina beating um, Kansas and, and yeah. how that all works. So you end up sometimes at the end of the, end of the season when you end up with this really wacky circle, right, that can be yes. really, really fun to kind of follow. So that's the transitive property of college football. We got the Stanford postulate. Why this is all coming into play, the quarterback at Mississippi State this year is K.J. Costello, mm-hmm. a former Stanford tree with a degree from Stanford and he's being coached by a PAC 12 coach yes. in the yes. SEC. So the question I posed to, to, to crappy during the game on Saturday was because KJ Costello is now the quarterback at Mississippi state, does the Stanford postulate transfer with him? I'm thinking, I mean, and, and, and the results sort of bears that out. I mean, it does. Yes. You expect, you expect Mississippi state's Mike Leach's offense uh, to perform as it did on Saturday, but uh, do you expect him to beat the defending national champion? No, no, no. Um, and that's, and that's what they did. So I, I think, um, I, I think you're onto something here. So I think we might have the transitive property of the Stanford postulate. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> I think is what we've just created here. This is a, this is, this is probably the, the right time for me to tell you that I, I got a C minus in logic. In <laughs> so, and logic was one of my favorite classes undergrad. I, I love logic. I, I, yeah. it was so much okay. Fun. <laughs> okay. So this is this is perfect. This is perfect. Um, I think I I, uh, I didn't even look to see who Mississippi State plays this weekend. Um, do you know off the top of your head? I didn't look it up either. Uh, I might I might have this right here in front of me. Um, but uh, bu- 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 uh, no, that's Middle Tennessee. Hey, uh, Arkansas. Uh, is playing at Mississippi State. We're going to take a look at this. is This is bonus game coverage, folks. That we're doing on the fly. That we're doing on the up. fly. Mississippi State is favored by 18 and a half points over under over under 69. And for for an SEC game, I know SEC isn't isn't the the nine to six games that we used to, to complain about uh, these days. But that's that's a big number for the SEC. Yes, it is. Um, so so based on the Stanford the transitive property of the Stanford of the Stanford postulate. Uh, Mississippi State should win this game big, which means that Arkansas will cover. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm, but I'm, I think I'm I think I still think Mississippi State's going to win the game because it's Arkansas. But um, but I'm going to say that Arkansas figures out a way to cover. 
Uh, and that's, uh, you know, with an uh, 18 point line, that's not, that's not um, out of the realm of possibility. I'm, 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 I'm with you. I, I do think Mississippi, Mississippi State wins this game. Um, although, you know, Arkansas didn't have a terrible no, they uh, actually look pretty last, good in the first yeah, half. Yeah, but uh, that was a, a – and we'll uh, talk about we'll that. <laughs> yes, we will. We will. Um, okay, so I'm – the here's, a, here's another T-shirt idea, right? It is. The transitive property of the, of Stanford, the Stanford postulate, postulate of, of college football. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to have a whole wardrobe for you guys by the time this season's over. Um, we're working on the first shirt. We'll see, yeah. if, we can fig- we'll see yeah. if we can figure that out. Um, <laughs> if I could just figure out a way that we can get it out to people so they can buy it without us having to like manage all that. That's, that's, that's the piece I'm working on, but like, we, we might I, have we swag. Can, we, can do this. we can do this stuff. We can, we can, we can make this happen. We can do anything we want. Um, it's 2020. I, it's we have no idea. That's right. It, we have no idea. And it, it just doesn't matter. Um, I, I mentioned uh, when we were previewing Cincinnati and army last week that, that, that Cincinnati might be, uh, the best group of five team in the country. And, and I didn't really see anything. Uh, I, I, I was impressed. I was impressed by Cincinnati. Um, mm-hmm. they, uh, they, they played an army game, not, um, uh, not with a triple option, obviously, but run heavy uh, possession. Um, just, just hold on to the ball. Make sure you convert a, a long drive into points. Um, I, I, I was really impressed by their defense uh, because, you know, we say this over and over, playing Army is tough because it's a, they, they execute the triple option so well. Yeah. And you really have to be – you can't over-pursue. You can't be too, uh, uh, too aggressive. You have to be crazy disciplined to play that offense, to play against uh, that offense. And, 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 uh, and Cincinnati did. Um, the – uh, really, I mean, basically shut down Army's offense um, for the for for much of the game. Uh, so I, a perfect game defensively. I would expect that from Luke Fickle's uh, a Luke Fickle team. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're looking at this, uh, clearly, uh, I, I mean, head and shoulders above everybody else is Cincinnati, and of course, a recent national champion UCF. Um, UCF would be a top ten team right now if. Uh, our two favorite Big Ten teams, neither of which have played a game yet, uh, hadn't suddenly been dropped into the middle of the top ten. Um, uh, I, I think uh, UCF would would be uh, eighth or ninth in the coaches' poll, something like that. Um, and and Cincinnati would be eleventh or twelfth. Um, so this is both of those teams. It's just an interesting thing to 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 pay attention to. And uh, AJ will probably elaborate on this later on. Both teams have to play uh, Memphis in October. Um, that that will be a, a challenge uh, for for both. November twenty first, um, assuming that we 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 have no COVID related issues. November twenty first uh, is a is the game between UCF and Cincinnati, and um, that's that's. I mean, could there? That's a that's a New Year's Six bowl at stake. I'm 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 almost certain. I will I will say that right now. It um, could potentially even be a playoff spot yeah, with the way yeah. the season's did going. You hear you me, did you hear me hesitate just a, a second ago? That was I was like, uh, it could be. It, that could be. Maybe. I mean, it might be the first time that we actually really have a legitimate shot of a group of five team getting into the playoff, and because yeah. everything you know, we have no idea the season. So, um, <laughs> like, true. I, I I that it could be. Mm-hmm. I, I, definitely a New Year's Six. I, I would agree that, that yeah. minimum a New Year's Six is on 
Here's my here's my cat. Everybody say hello to Charlie. Hi, Charlie. <sighs> he can't hear you, but I'm gonna jeez. Oh, <laughs> okay. So <laughs> before we get to our games uh this weekend, hey buddy. Thank you. Does, does Charlie want to throw out to AJ? I don't. I, Charlie, can you, you want to tell AJ? He knows AJ. Uh, AJ's, <laughs> AJ's the one who comes and feeds him when we go when we go away for weekends. You may not have my beer. Um, so, I mean, if AJ were, were to walk in the door, like right now, Charlie would be, would be doing the same thing to AJ. Um, <laughs> speaking of AJ, there is, there is a ton of uh, a fun uh, group of five stuff coming this weekend. Um, and AJ is going to tell you about it um, right now. AJ, go. Hello, everyone. It is your week five group of five report. Yes, we've done five of these. We are week five in the season. No, the Big Ten and the Mountain West and the Pac-12, have, they haven't played yet. It's fine. They will. We don't know how many, but they will. Mountain West football soon come. Uh, this week we saw a couple games get postponed. We're seeing games get postponed for next week as well. Uh, App State at Lu- or Louisiana at App State is postponed already uh, due to COVID. So uh, again, there's a reason we started doing the recordings later in the week and putting this up later in the week because, well, we have no idea who's going to play. What we do know, though, Friday night, Louisiana Tech goes to Provo. Late night game at BYU, 9 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN2. BYU is favored by 24 points. Um, there's a reason for that. They have outscored opponents 103 to 10. Dare I say it, BYU is fun? Uh, they are putting points on the board. They're just a truly fun team to watch. Uh, Zach Wilson and Gunnar Romney are amazing. Uh, Gunnar Romney is going to be that receiver you hate on an NFL team, like a slot receiver that's just gutting opponents for hundreds of yards a game. Yeah, you're going to hate him soon. Um, But, hey, listen, they're a fun team to watch. Louisiana Tech doesn't have a shabby offense either. Uh, It's a Friday night game in Provo. Break out the good sodas. At 12.30 on Saturday, ESPN2, we have Arkansas State traveling to Conway, South Carolina to play the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. Uh, This is, as far as I'm concerned, the Big 12 championship. Arkansas State beat Kansas State. Kansas State beat Oklahoma State. Thus, Arkansas State currently your number one contender in the Big 12. Coastal Carolina beat Kansas. That means they have a win there as well. So this this is a Big 12 championship game. Uh, Arkansas State favored by three and a half. This is probably the best game, at least line-wise, in the noon slate. So I would uh, keep an eye on this one. This should just be a good, close game. Uh, Things might get weird in some of the other games. This one should just be close out of the gate. Uh, So keep an eye on this one. Memphis at SMU at 3.30. On ESPN two, so just you know, just tune into ESPN two and just leave it there. Just turn your TV off, turn it back on. There will be college football games of fun and and may might be of some import. Uh, Memphis at SMU. This is a road game for Memphis. They've had multiple games postponed and or canceled uh, since playing earlier this season. Um, they're one and zero. They're, they appear to be a very good football team, but they haven't played anybody in weeks. So there may be some rust coming into this. They're favored by two and a half in SMU, but that over-under is 74 and a half. Let's get pointsy, everybody. Throw that football. It's a midday game in at SMU. This should be fun. Uh, Shane Bichelle, still a very good quarterback. 
Brady White, also a very good quarterback. Uh, this should just be a very fun and very pointsy game. Just turn off your defense brain and let the points flow in. Uh, at 6 o'clock, our final uh, G5 game of the week, Navy versus Air Force in Colorado Springs. This is one of Air Force's two currently scheduled games. Uh, they started out the season. They're part of the Mountain West. When the Mountain West canceled, Air Force said, we're playing Navy and we're playing Army, and that's it. Uh, so this is the first of two. Now that the Mountain West is coming back, uh, Air Force will get a new schedule. Uh, Navy is currently favored by seven. Air Force has a lot of personnel issues, weirdly. Um, right now, they have a ton of players who opted out. Uh, mostly on the defensive side of the ball. Special teams is a mess. And their two-year starter, Donald Hammond III, is not expected to suit up as he is not in good standing as a cadet, which just sounds like the the very most polite way to say, you done goofed, bud. Um, this game should take like 78 minutes to play. It's an, two option teams running option football. So uh, Navy, should, Navy should take this. Uh, Navy's a, a good team. Uh, they got back on the on the right side of the ball uh, after getting absolutely wrecked by BYU in their first game of the season. Um, but they've played two games. Air Force hasn't played any, so I expect Navy to win. This should just be a delightful little uh, you know option dessert to finish off your day. Um, there are some other games being played. Um, ranked rank, rankings. No one knows what that is. Please watch last year's Cheez It Bowl champions Air Force in their first game of the season in uh, as you know in October against uh, Navy. Please watch that instead. It's going to be worth it. I promise. Uh, this has been your Group of Five report. We'll see you next week. Thank you, AJ. Um, I think Charlie. I, I, I just I, I mentioned that. Um, I, I think Charlie heard AJ's name and is just like yes. Where is that guy? Because AJ, <laughs> AJ, AJ feeds Charlie when you're, you're, you're no, don't, you can't move the camera. Um, we have games to talk about this weekend. And I'm going to try to, to handle my cat while Carly talks about the, while Carly talks about the first one. Uh, this starts at 3.30 on Saturday. Uh, no, no big nude this weekend. Texas A&M, number 13, at number two, Alabama. Alabama is favored by 17. Carla, both of these teams got wins. But um, all wins are not created equal, right? Yeah, that's, that's super true. Um, I was just going to say this is probably one of the, the one of the more marquee matchups that we've had so far this this year. Yeah. Um, and, and and if you think look back to like where we were at the end of 2019, we had pretty high hopes for Texas A&M uh, heading into the season. We felt like yeah. they had really great stability. They had just, you know um, stability at quarterback, stability at head coach, and that was something that not a lot of other teams had in the SEC this year. We were scratching our heads going, is there a possibility that maybe mm -hmm. Texas A&M could go into the mix here? Um, and then they opened their season against Vandy. And at a head-scratcher. At, yeah. at home. And yeah. it, it, what a head-scratcher. Um, incredibly sloppy. Three turnovers. The line was 30-plus points. Texas A&M was more than a 30-point favorite to beat Vandy. Um, and they had to eke by with a five-point win, 17-12. to 12. It just really uncharacteristic, and, and it does kind of leave your head scratching a little bit. Was it is it rust? I mean, Kellen Mond is a good quarterback. He was expected to be a, an offensive strength for this team. He fumbled the ball three times. Um, so how much of the sloppiness did we see? Is it just 
it's 2020 and, mm-hmm. and we've seen that from a lot of teams not getting the reps that, that they, they normally would get. Um, is it starting immediately with an SEC schedule? Although I would argue that, sorry, sorry, Vanderbilt, you're not really <laughs> SEC caliber. I mean, okay. So if Texas A&M opened with well, like an well, I will let the national resident make that, make that judgment. Yeah. I love you, Vandy, but like <laughs> at football, mm, you're just not quite there. I love you and love you in baseball, but like, um, yeah. this is football and, and Vandy just hasn't been competitive in the SEC for the last three seasons. And, um, and playing at home, like it's just, it's just a real, real head scratcher as to why this happened to Texas A&M and, and, is this and so we're gonna find out like it was is this indicative of of maybe some trouble amok in the offense um, or was this just first game jitters and 2020 and we don't know anything and and it's just you know we have no idea it's just all of that um, Alabama on the other hand was exactly what we would expect out of an Alabama team and the reason why even with a lot of question marks that they had heading into the season that that we both without hesitation put. Alabama into our final force um they they jumped up really early by Mizzou or over Mizzou in their opener and then just coasted the rest of the game um they still you know we're, we weren't sure about what all Alabama was going to have returning they've still got Najee Harris at running back and, and that's really kind of all you need if you're Alabama at this point I mean he's he's just a powerhouse when he gets going and, and he did get going um Mac Jones had an efficient start at quarterback mm-hmm. start his season and uh Jalen Waddell is his new go-to receiver. We figured that out pretty quickly because um, Mac Jones had like 233 yards passing or something like that. And Jalen Waddle had like 134 of them. Um, so the two of them have, have, have a good connection pretty early in the season. So it, it, Alabama looks like Alabama and, and the Bama defense looks like it always does. Um, you know, Bama defense looked good, especially against the run. Um, they, they, they bottled up Mizzou kept held them to, I think 60 yards rushing or something like that. So um so here's the thing, like it, it, Bama was good on defense against the run, maybe a little not, not quite full Alabama in the secondary. They, they, did, they did allow a little bit of, of wiggle room there for Mizzou. Now true, it was right. mostly when the second team was in there. So if Kellen Mond's issues were just first game jitters, rust, not getting reps, um, and, and he's able to throw the ball a little bit, um, Texas A&M could keep this interesting, but I don't know. I just, you know, my, my note here says if, if Mond is more secure, the Aggies might hang, but I, I just can't go against Alabama at home based on what we've seen between these two teams in, in the first game of the season. The thing that you mentioned about, about I mean, and Texas A&M looks sloppy, um, and it looks like, uh, it, it looked like they, this is not a team that was, it, it's, a, it's a good team, obviously a lot of talent, but they just haven't had the time to to gel and prepare, um, and that's that is a worry when you are going up against Alabama. I, I don't I don't know that that's the case, but you know there we've seen instances of of teams. Um, you know, Coach Kennett Navy uh, uh, bring yeah. this up again, but he he said going into their game against the BYU, we haven't we haven't had contact practices. We have been been we've been doing things differently because of of uh, of camp corona um boy that's not a position you want to be in when you're playing against alabama because i mean regardless of what's going on in the outside world uh nick saban is going to have his team ready you know right. um and, and so if it is the case 
that 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 the Aggies were are rusty. That the Aggies haven't had the time to 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 really prepare for the season. Um, and and Jimbo's Jimbo has a reputation of maybe not being a details guy. Um, that and that that got him into trouble, not necessarily football wise, but recruiting uh, at Florida State, uh, off off uh, off field stuff at Florida State. Um, there's you know so that's that it, it doesn't it doesn't bode well for for mm-hmm. Texas A and M on Saturday. Uh, and the thing that you mentioned, um, Alabama's defense gave up some yardage uh, in 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 the year uh, at Missouri. They allowed only 69 yards rushing. Yeah. Um, so and Mizzou likes to run the ball. So like that. Yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah. if I, you you hope Kellen Mond will will have a better performance uh, this weekend um, because it's going to be on him. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, if A and M is going to thinking they're, they're going to go into Tuscaloosa and run the football to win, ain't happening. Um, you know, senior quarterback, you think he's going to bounce back and, and have a better day. Um, uh, but Alabama is not really the team you want to try to get better. Um, so Alabama is going to win this one. And I think you pretty easily, uh, at, at seven 30 on Saturday, number seven, Auburn at number four, Georgia, Georgia is only favored by six and a half points. This is kind of the ultimate, we have no idea game, right? <laughs> Yeah, um, because we, we, I said last week that I was going to pick Kentucky over Auburn because on paper they looked better, and I said I was going to regret that pick before before lunch. And as I started watching that first half, I was like, yeah, that that, that proved to be true. Because um, the way that the way that Kentucky was going to win that game is if they got out early, um, got up early, um, being on the road, and they had the opportunity to do that. And then yeah. that pick in the end zone at the end of the first quarter or the end of the first half was just, a, that just killed. I, I saw that happen. And I know Malzahn was upset by that call. It was the right call. And that's, it, that annoyed the heck out of me because Malzahn can be a jerk in some cases and he came across because that Gus, way. Gus is annoying. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was absolutely the right call, but, but it definitely shifted. And regardless, even though those points came off the board for Auburn, if you didn't see what happened, it looked like it was a hundred yard return interception return yeah. for a touchdown. Um, and it got called back for a um, blindside block and it was absolutely the right call. Mm-hmm. Um, or was it targeting? Did he get thrown out of that game? I think, I think it was a targeting uh, call. I think it was, I was, yeah. I, I actually was listening to it live on the radio um, okay. as I was running errands on the, uh, on Saturday afternoon, but I, I think he did. Yeah, my foot, my football is running together on Saturday. I think that might have been a targeting <laughs> call. Um, but I definitely was watching that game. And um, so, yeah, so that really shifted the momentum. But, I mean, we, we were pretty critical of, of Auburn, you know, graduating as many players as they did off the team and having players sit out because of, of the pandemic. And we were just like, Auburn is Bo Nix and who else? We didn't know. Um, the who else is, is wide receiver Seth Williams. Um, yes who just stepped up and um, now we know who, you know, just like I said, with, um, with, with Alabama, we figured out who, the, who their go-to receiver is going to be. Uh, Bo Nix's receiver is going to be Williams. Um, and he, and he just, you know, was running all kinds of routes and, and, you know, he had, he received over half of Bo Nix's yards on Saturday. Um, the offense is going to be okay. They, they, they waited until the fourth quarter to finally pull away from Kentucky mm-hmm. Um but the momentum shift and in, in the defense, the Auburn defense really played well um, and, and really disrupted Kentucky. So, um, so, so Auburn looks like it's going to be pretty solid. Is it a, is it a national title contender? Don't know yet. Um, 
we have no idea but i i think i think it's in the mix i think i think you can count auburn in the mix in the west mm-hmm. um Georgia is the epitome of we have no idea. Um, I was keeping an eye on that score against Arkansas. I'm going, what the heck is Georgia doing? Now, we knew there was going to be some challenges there because, you know, quarterback change. Um, so they started with Dewan Mathis, and that didn't start well. And so um, Kirby Smart pulled him for Stetson Bennett, who gave them a pretty nice spark. Mm-hmm. Um, and you would kind of expect that maybe Kirby Smart would, would name Stetson Bennett their, um, their starter heading into this game based, based on that. Yes. Based on that. The challenge is, is that they have this kid named JT Daniels, who you may have heard of, um, who used to play at USC and um, transferred to Georgia and is now eligible and has been cleared to play. Right. There's no starting. It's Tuesday. They haven't named a starting quarterback for Sunday yet or mm-hmm. for Saturday yet. Um, and who's it going to be? Who do you go with if you're Kirby Smart? Do you go with the guy that, that saved your butt from Arkansas um, who played a good game at quarterback? I mean, he was solid. He did what he needed to do to beat a team that, that you're supposed to beat. Um, but you got this stud who came in from the West Coast who just wanted to make sure he was playing football. And it, it, it's an interesting conversation um, as to who's going to start at quarterback for Georgia. Now, here's the good thing, that if Georgia can pick a quarterback that can simply connect with receivers, the Auburn defense w- secondary was not great. Right. Um, so if Georgia can pick a quarterback that can hit, hit receivers, <laughs> Georgia should probably win this game. Um, but that's a good question after we saw what happened in the first half against Arkansas. So, um <sighs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go – I mean, you got to go with, with Georgia just because of um, reputation and whatnot, and they're playing at home. But this game's going to be real close. Um, That's a coin flip. I mean, I, I really thought about – I have – we were joking about this being the prop show with the hat and everything. Like, I really thought about having a quarter to flip a coin for this one. Um, this is – you're right. This is the epitome of the we have no ideas um, of, of this weekend's schedule. Um, I'll lean Georgia, but, man, it wouldn't stun me if, if Auburn went okay. down there and stole this one. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, Kirby's Kirby's got to uh, uh, make a decision between you know fifteen or twenty potential starting quarterbacks. Um, here's the here's the football cliche. You guys have heard of this before. If you have multiple squirt- starting quarterbacks, you you don't actually have any starting quarterbacks. Yep. Um, they don't work and, like running backs. Uh, <laughs> and 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 Carla, you asked, you know, who do you go with? I I, I go with Bo Nix. Um, he he's got a receiver. <laughs> he's obviously comfortable with. Um, he's got a, 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 what looked to be a, a, a pretty solid offensive line. Um, on the other side of the ball, Auburn's uh, secondary, secondary iffy, but, you know, going into a game with a guy who could be potentially starting his very first game, uh, with, with the team, um, could be starting someone who, you know, came in as a reliever last week, any of them who start, they're going to be looking over their shoulder. Um, right. that's not, that's an uncomfortable place for a quarterback to be. Uh, I, I think Auburn wins this. Um, yeah, tight game. It's going to be on, you know, because it's, because it's on the road, but, uh, I will take, uh, stability over, over the kind of question marks that Kirby Smart has. Um, I, I, I think that's, that's a, that's a win for the Tigers. So, can I can I tell you how excited I am this, to actually have a game that should be competitive in the night slot? Because we haven't had that yet, really. Yet, no, no. The night game, the night not. games have all been complete blowouts and not really, you know, kind of trying to find something else to watch, and then you end up flipping over to the group of five game, whatever that is. Um, 
because the, the <laughs> because the game on ABC is just kind of like out of control by the second yes. quarter. Yeah. Um, I am really looking forward, and I hope this game is as competitive as we're predicting it to be. Um, I'm looking forward to having a competitive football game on Saturday night. This this will be, um, and, and I, I I think the 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 second one of these uh, next two package games that we're talking about, I think that is a it's a night game as well, and it could be uh, as interesting in a different way, um, perhaps less consequential, <laughs> but but okay, we have. As we were trying to figure out what games we were going to talk about this weekend, we had you know, these two SEC games, uh, ranked unranked, easy to pick them. Uh, this is a this is a thing we 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 need to include both of those. And then we kind of came down to two more games in place of the third. Um, I'm there's I have a, I have a separate title for one of them, and you guys will understand why. But I'm going to call these we just can't look away games. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, and, and I'm, I'm wondering, actually, these are both big 12 games. Um, I'm wondering if maybe we should just, because they're going to be fun. They're, 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 they're going to be entertaining games. They're just not super consequential. And I'm, I'm wondering maybe if we should, if we should, uh, can we relegate the big 12 to the group of five? Can I don't know if college football. <laughs> I tried to way. last week on the show. <laughs> you did. You did. And, and I think you were, I think you were correct. Um, you know, especially after uh, Oklahoma losing to K-State at home. Uh, but anyway, we have these two games. Uh, Texas Tech at K-State. Uh, State is favored by two and a half points. And uh, what I'm calling the train wreck bowl. Um, <laughs> that would be OU at Iowa State. Oklahoma is favored by seven. What are your thoughts? <laughs> so, so the so the first game, I, I do have to clarify. I don't know if I clarified this last week that that when I was working at that same company that has the the purple Y as a logo with an exclamation yes. point. Um, I I I, may, I like the Big Twelve was one of my conferences. Okay. So so I, so I got to know a lot of people in the Big Twelve. I still have mm-hmm. quite a few Big Twelve followers on Twitter. Which why they haven't unfollowed me after eight years, I have no idea. But okay, it's fine. Um, but. The first game, the the, the, tech, the tech and K-State game, that's the one that's in the afternoon. And, and literally the first thing, that game's a little earlier in the day. The first thing that I wrote in my notes here is, can both of these teams win this game? Like, <laughs> first of all, I, I, I'm not going to hold back. Like, I love K-State. I, like, if I had to pick a team to root for in the Big 12, like, you know, if it was one of those, like, you have to choose a team to, to be right. a fan of every right. conference, um, I'd 100% be a K-State fan. Mm-hmm. Um they were some of the message board people that I actually didn't mind dealing with. They were, they were great. They had great conversations. They knew what they were. They had their, you know, their expectations were, this is who we are. Um, you know, and, and so they were actually kind of a delight to, to deal with. And so I kind of came to love this little idea of little Manhattan and and the whole thing. And I was so happy to see them win on Saturday. That was just, it just did my heart so good to see K-State just come back, especially from being down 21 points, twice in mm-hmm. the second quarter in the second half um to come back and win that game uh, just like that did my heart so good and and you know especially after i bashed the big 12 about not deserving a spot in the playoff and like i was just like yes thank you and then <laughs> texas tech well i immediately flipped over after that game was over and started watching the end of that that, that tech ut game mm-hmm. and i mean tech had tech had kept texas on the ropes and they just like laid an egg in the last three minutes of that game and let and let the longhorns come back in there and tie it and and you knew when that game went to overtime that, that Texas was going to pull that out. Yes. Like that was just the, That's once the game went, that was just the, one Tex, of those like. Texas got to do it in, 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 uh, in regular time or it's just not going to happen. Right. It's one of those games that if, if it had been the other way around, like tech would have gone for two, right? Mm-hmm. 
like win it now or, 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 you know, win it or lose it on this play. Um, yeah, because Texas is the better team. And so like, I really, really want it. I, I, I don't want either of these teams to lose. Um, they're entertaining teams. Neither of them play defense, typical big 12. They, both of these teams have given up way more yards this season than they've actually earned on the ground. Like their averages are just absolutely absurd. If you want to go have fun with statistics, go look up the stats of these two teams. Um, it's just, it's absolutely absurd, which is typical for the big 12, right? Um, I don't know if I actually picked a winner here. Um, Tech had Texas on the ropes. Oh yeah. And then in game one of the season, Tech had to eke out against Houston Baptist. Remember yes. we toasted the Houston yes. Baptist. Yes, so that did. was week one for them. And week one for K-State, they lost to Arkansas State. Right. Um, right. So talk about like, <laughs> how do you turn your season upside down in one game? Here you go. Um, well, I'm you can't discount the, the, the first game against uh, 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 Houston Baptist because Houston Baptist is the reigning uh, college football champion in the city of Houston right now. I, right? I, well, no, well, no, because they went 0 2. So? But they. Who but else they is Houston didn't play in. Yeah, and and they did, well, and Houston Baptist gave both those teams they gave both their 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 much bigger opponents. This is games. exactly what I'm saying. This is this is like uh, Austin P. You know, winning the Ohio Valley Conference last weekend at, at 0 and 3. three. Yeah, at 0 yeah. and 3. Yes. Right. So, well, yeah, Houston Baptist won the Southland. We 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 agreed on that. I don't yes. know if we agreed yeah, agreed yeah, they yeah. won Houston, but they but they but they definitely won the Southland. We are we are displaying that title on them right now. I'm 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 going to go with my heart and say K State wins this game at home. Okay. Um, but this is going to that's, that's a heck of a matchup. And I, gosh, what's Oklahoma? Who the heck knows? I think it's really telling that the line on that game is as small as it is. Uh-huh. Um, my note on here was, have I mentioned the Big 12 is a hot mess? Um, Iowa State gives up more than 30 points a game. Okay. Um, Brock Purdy somehow is still the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like, that's another one of those Brock Purdy in his seventh year at Iowa State. Like, it feels like he's been there forever. Mm-hmm. Um, he only has one touchdown so far in the season. Um. And for Oklahoma, Spencer Radler had four touchdowns last week, which, you know, that's par for the course for a Big 12 team, but he also sure. threw three picks. Um, and as I was watching the end of that game, that offense just looked completely out of sorts. Mm-hmm. Like, it just didn't make any sense at all what was happening there. Um, OU's defense maybe has been a little bit good against the run. Um, they, they've bottled up runners. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the Cyclones have tended to run a little bit more if you look at their offensive numbers they're pretty balanced Mm -hmm. and so because of that i can't believe i'm saying this that oklahoma's defense might be the difference here and oklahoma wins (laughs) i know right like that's laughable um so i'll give the edge to oklahoma but like we have no idea it it, it, train wreck yes watch this because it's going to be entertaining as heck and might not be consequential although if if oklahoma loses this game they're done yes like that this is a oklahoma cannot lose the rest of the season if they want any chance at all of getting into the playoff, um, which they shouldn't get into the playoff, but no. No. I, I, I kind of, I wonder if they're, they're done now, but they might be Yeah. depending on how much the big 12 eats, each, eats each, eats each other alive, which it tends to do <laughs> um, just like the PAC 12 does. Um, uh-huh. So based on what we've seen this year, that's going to happen again. Yeah, and so, yeah, I think, I think Oklahoma is done now as it is, but we have no idea. And I, I have no idea about these games other than I, I think they're, they're going to be fun. Um, uh, 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 Points-wise, uh, especially the first game. Um, take the over. Uh, tech, uh, take the over. That's, <laughs> that's maybe the, the, the best, most solid advice uh, we could offer. Um, I'm going to give K-State uh, the nod here with a you know, little momentum, uh, playing at home. 
Um, I, I think they they have they are allowing fans in Kansas. I don't know right now, so there maybe there's a you know there's there's some fans in the stands. Um, and let's say let's ah I I I'm gonna pick Iowa State here to to, to beat Oklahoma. Um, too I much is. I, I too much inconsistency in Oklahoma's offense. Um, if the you know the, the Sooners are, are relying on defense to win games, which is a, it's just a ridiculous notion, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, I just I I I, th- I think they're, 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 this is a team that's reeling. Um, and if they understand what their position is in the in the national picture, um, they understand that they are in a really really tough spot. Um, that they would not have anticipated. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going with the home teams in both of these games. Okay, boys and girls, you can hear the Carl and Crappy Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever Google is service is called these days. Stitcher, tune in, and a variety of other podcasting hosts. You can catch us on YouTube and on the show's Facebook page. If you like, please subscribe, rate, and review. If you don't, mind your own damn business. Um, be sure to come back next week when we uh, see uh, to see exactly how wrong we were. Carla, are the Steelers going to get a football game game in in your hometown this weekend? Oh, I certainly hope so. Stop. I certainly stop. hope so. This is the one time I get to be a homer. You do. I get to be a homer twice. Um, okay. I was actually going to go full Steeler jersey um, until the news broke today. We're recording this on Tuesday. Um, I, I don't know if they're going to play Sunday. I've heard a contingency plan. They might move the game to Monday. That is that is true. I saw that just uh, as um, I was uh, coming upstairs to, to, to set up to record. Yeah, I think that's probably more likely. Um, I'm really annoyed, though, because had this had we not been in a global pandemic, I would be at this game. Um, this is the only Titans game that I ever go to is when, when they host the Steelers. Um, okay. And so I was really looking forward this year to, to going because the Steelers haven't played in Nashville for several years now. Mm-hmm. And I was really looking forward to this game and then pandemic. So I'm kind of annoyed. Um, so I hope this game happens. Um, first of all, I hope everybody is okay that, uh, yes. that tested positive. Yes. Um, and uh, so I hope, I hope everybody's okay, but I hope they get this game in so that I can wave my terrible towel and wear my jersey on Sunday. And then I have to squeeze in one more thing, my blue pom-pom, because this is officially the biggest rivalry weekend at mtsu oh it is a hundred miles it's called a hundred miles of hate but i'm gonna call it the hundred mile rivalry between okay. uh middle and western kentucky um here's the oh, cool right. thing just, one yeah. of these yeah we're a hundred miles apart mm-hmm. um we don't like each other very much at all mm-hmm. and um in fact they do a blood drive every year between the two schools which is cool um as to who can donate the most blood between ohio them. state and michigan does that too yeah it's, it's kind of a cool thing to go with the rivalry mm-hmm. um neither of these teams has won a game this year so somebody's going to win their first game of the year <laughs> at Floyd Stadium on Saturday. And dang yes. it, let it be the Blue Raiders. Are you, is, blue, Floyd, is, Floyd, is Floyd Stadium the home for, for middle? Is that, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're going to go? Are they doing fans? I, yeah, they are. Um, they're allowing, I think they're allowing 3,000 fans in based on okay. capacity. Um, the band is there. Um, the band is actually really cool. They put the band up in the upper deck, which is a really cool idea. And then they can huh. space them all out. Okay. Um, and they just stay up there the entire time. And so it's pretty cool what they've done with them. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm self-quarantining because I'm hoping to take a trip to see my family. So no, I'm not going. But, uh, okay. but I'm okay. hoping that... I was going to say, I would, I would certainly, certainly Professor Carla would be allowed to go see the game if, if, if she so desired. 
Yeah, I think we would be able to get in. Um, there hasn't been an over when when your team is zero and three. There's not a huge rush for tickets, um, okay. and and a lot okay. of students aren't on campus, which stinks. But that's another conversation. Um, but um, but yeah, normally I would consider going. The weather's gonna be gorgeous. The weather's gorgeous here now. It's gonna be fabulous on Saturday. Yes. So I would I would love to be in Floyd Stadium, but I think I'm gonna play it safe and watch it from home. But dang it, Raiders win. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I will be for the Raiders. Uh, I will be for uh, also be for the Titans because of Mike Vrabel. And I just want the Steelers to lose. And um, uh, my final thought, we spent a lot of time uh, relatively talking about Abilene Christian this season. Abilene Christian is at uh, Army this weekend. I think Army gets well uh, after the loss in Cincinnati. I'm not sure that's going to be enough to put them back in the top 25. But um, but man, with the Army football, we have had a great run so far, and I and I think uh, this will continue um until a, a, a showdown with Navy at the end of the year, um, yeah. which um this should be a fun one. That's that's that's, that's going to be a fun thing, uh, guys. I appreciate you. Um, we appreciate you tuning us in, listening, watching. Uh, do watch um for uh, Carla's for Carla's mortarboard and for my my ridiculous cat, and. <laughs> Uh, enjoy the games and come back next weekend uh, to, to listen to more fun. Carla, thank you very much. Of course. Your glasses. No, you still got a little wine there. I'm doing, okay. still, I'm doing, doing okay. I'm doing okay. Yep. You're doing okay. Um, guys, uh, uh, cheers. Thank you for joining us. And we'll see you next week. The, best the pro- show ever the the professionalism it just it just reeks of professionalism <laughs> <laughs>